0: Welcome to the battle. I'm Matt at home and this season, Jen Tully and I will try to determine the winner of the battle of 80s movie soundtrack songs. We've got 16 songs competing every episode, we will have one battle. And in our last episode, we will crown a champion. We're going to use three categories to determine our winner every week. Songwriting. What do we think of the lyrics? How does it sound? Critical reception. Did it chart? Did it win awards? Et cetera, et cetera. And finally, cultural significance. Do people remember this song? Do people know the movie? How much did this resonate? All of the things. So this week, we've got the top seed in our anthem division. Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds from The Breakfast Club taking on The theme from Karate Kid Part 2, Peter Cetera's Glory of Love. So Jen, let's talk about songwriting. Which one of these two stood out to you?
1: Wow. This is, you know, this is a tough category as they all are. We've got some of my favorite movies of all time going head to head here. And this battle is no exception. Um, I will say that I think um, for me from the songwriting category, this one was maybe one of our most evenly matched battles, right? I think you've got two really like quality songs here with Don't You Forget About Me. You've got the John Hughes factor. You know, he always knew how to use music in a movie and highlight bands that he was listening to. Um, And so I think that this song is just, you know, it spends the whole song kind of questioning and wavering in doubt and begging to not be forgotten. And then you know, has this like resolute, like big finish of like, don't you try and pretend it's my feeling will win in the end. I won't harm you or touch your defenses, vanity, insecurity. And he kind of turns the tables, right. And like calls out this other person. And I always love that about this song. So I think from a songwriting standpoint, you really like, you get to kind of go deep with, don't you forget about me. And then glory of love just presents this really beautiful love story song right where you have the great lines like i am a man who will fight for your honor i'll be the hero you've been dreaming of what i mean i can be my own hero too <laughs> but like if you want to share the load for a while that's awesome like yes please right
0: <laughs> yeah that the glory of love definitely hits on kind of an old school theme of like fighting for uh you know uh, the yeah. the woman's honor but but um, but you're right, it is it is still a great song, and public service announcement, if you're going to do this one in karaoke, I mean, Peter Cetera's voice is hard to match. It's almost like, kind of like that's Steve true. Perry from Journey, where it's like, yeah, you know the song, and you want to sing along, but if you're up there on stage and trying to sound like one of these guys, I mean, good luck. But I, I have right. to agree with you. I think from the complexity of the topic, that's what really kind of became the tiebreaker for me, because... I feel like everyone knows The Breakfast Club is about, you know, this group of misfits from this high school coming together and realizing that even though they're part of different social groups, they have more in common than than they kind of ever, ever knew. And and I think this song kind of hits upon like the complexities of those high school social norms. And that's an infinitely more difficult topic to write about than simply a, a love song. So I, I don't think Gloria Love, I think Gloria Love is a great song, but um, I just think from a songwriting perspective, I, I'll give the edge just on, on lyrics for sure. It's a don't you forget about me.
1: And I think the other thing that was kind of a tiebreaker for me, the complexity for sure. And the second was, this is the anthem division, right? So I also felt like whether it's the visuals from the movie or what have you, sort of the anthemness of Don't You is better. Like, I'll never forget, you know, John Bender walking away with his fist in the air, <laughs> you know, that sort of closes out. And he's like the bad boy rebel who is like a questionable, like, off, like a criminal now by today's standards yes, from yes. the movie but you know again problematic we've talked about that before some of these movies you have to consider time and place and they still provide like good discussion uh teachable moments <laughs> um but i think like fr- given the the battle that we're currently in don't you is definitely um a stronger anthem as well so that also kind of pushed that one over the edge for me in the songwriting category.
0: I would agree the the music I think makes it, for glory of love I think the music and his voice just makes it much more anthemic, right? But but I think from a songwriting perspective I'm going to give the edge to Simple Minds here. Um okay, so let's talk yeah. about critical reception. This this actually kind of surprised me when I researched both of these songs. Um Don't you forget about me hit number 1 and stayed there for 3 weeks, but no, has really I couldn't find any awards that it would want. Did you find anything or did I miss something?
1: No, I saw that it reached number one in the US and Canada, and it also became Simple Mind's biggest hit in America. So they had a string of other hits, but this one by far and a way was um, was their biggest. And the other thing that I didn't know about this song was how many people passed on it. Including Simple Minds. Like Brian Ferry said no. Corey Hart said no. Billy Idol said no. Cy Kernan of The Fix said no. Like they went back to Simple Minds and they said no again. They showed them a screening of the movie. Still no. (laughs) Like finally, (laughs) they were able to sort of, it sounded like flatter them a little bit into agreeing to record it. And Thank goodness that they did. Um, So, yeah, like critical reception was kind of icy all the way around, like from inception of this song. Um, But I think that, you know, again, it could have been a really cheesy teenage love song and they turned it into this like stadium sized anthem that... um, that I think is great, despite its lack of like chart-topping success. And it's certainly in this category, I think that Glory of Love um, did do did do a little better in that in that. Yeah, realm. Glory
0: of Love was nominated for an Oscar that year, so
1: yeah. um,
0: got that nomination. Lost out to Top Gun's Take My Breath Away. Okay, so that's, that's understandable. Yeah, that, yeah, that, sounds, that right. sounds about right. Yeah, right. That sounds yeah. Right. Okay. Um. But yeah, I think the Oscar nomination gives it the edge. I believe Glory of Love did hit number one as well. Uh. Maybe not for three weeks, but I think it did hit the top of the charts. Um. It was also Peter Cetera's. It, it was also weeks. Peter Cetera's big, um, like first solo thing after leaving Chicago. So that was that was a big right. thing too. So critics were kind of all over it and keeping an eye on it because that was a big thing when he left the band Chicago. Um. So yeah, it was it was very well received and um yeah, so edge goes to that. So this is just going to come down to our final category, okay, cultural significance. And you know, my spidey sense is telling me I know where you're leaning here, but Jen, tell me which one you think has the bigger cultural significance.
1: You know the answer <laughs> to this one. This is this is cut and dry for me. Um for sure it's the Breakfast Club with Don't You Forget About Me. Now, now had it been Karate Kid one. We would have had a different conversation. That's that's a great point. <laughs> you know That's how... a
0: great point is that I don't know. I think people know this song and they know it's connected to Karate Kid or at least fans of the franchise are. But the fact that it's attached to the second movie and not the first, you're right. That makes a massive difference.
1: It makes it hard to like get behind this entirely, even though this is a great song. And Karate Kid 2 was good. It just wasn't Karate Kid 1. You know, I really missed Elizabeth Shue. I missed Southern California, even though the whole point was that they were in Okinawa. Um, And then this is like a fun cultural tidbit that I learned um, that I know you'll appreciate as well. So this song, Glory of Love, um, was originally the end title song for Rocky (laughs) Four. Do you believe it? I
0: heard I read so, that. I was blown away. I was like,
1: Thank yes, God.
0: That would not have worked at all no. with
1: not at all. Especially Hearts yeah. on Fire, my John That's Cafferty, right. like favorite montage song ever. Like it also plays end credits for Rocky Four. I'm like, there's That's no right. way you end Rocky IV with anything except No, for and again, Rocky IV
0: <laughs> really set out to end the Cold War, which it did. Okay. And and it's, not yes, right after right, red dawn <laughs> spread on showing we should not be messed with all right that was in the our first message and then secondly don't leave the kids right, in charge. we took the fight to them okay christmas day mm-hmm. no money no title all right rocky versus drago but we could talk about rocky for right. another day but i just don't think it would have fit at all because he, he at wasn't all. at all fighting for adrian's honor or anything like that like th- there wasn't Mm-mm. Any of that in in Rocky IV. So I thought that was so odd that it was kind of the first uh, first pass for that movie. Um, it definitely fits Karate Kid Part Two better. But yeah, from a for cultural sure. significance standpoint, if you think about both songs playing at any point, right? And mm-hmm. I think anybody of a certain age, if they're like at a wedding reception or something like that, and they hear the first few notes of Don't You Forget About Me, I mean, they're all They're all singing immediately with that song. They all remember The Breakfast Club. I was going to ask, like, your daughter's in high school. Like, has she seen The Breakfast Club?
1: She has, yeah. And
0: and what is the – is it still – I think it's still relatable even today.
1: It definitely is. And like I said, it does present some of those teachable moments and it does present a timeline of sort of how far we've come, right? Like women of my age, you know, like they middle age, like we grew up watching this. We grew up like on John Hughes movies. It was almost what taught us like at least partially how to be a girl, how to date, what kind of boys you should like. You know, it was really this interesting like cultural zeitgeist that we all were a part of. And um, yeah, it still holds like she watches it now and can still relate to the differences and just has a whole lot of questions about um consent <laughs> and yeah. well-being and the mental health you know like things that we didn't talk mm-hmm. about a lot back in the 80s so even when we do watch movies like this in some ways if they're tone deaf or problematic it really does present a great time to like have a conversation and also to be really proud of how far we've come as a society, as women, as parents, you know, and the lessons that we're teaching our kids. So yeah, I think that Breakfast Club does still hold up. And I think, you know, with Glory of Love, same thing. Another reason why I think our our winner for this battle has to be, don't you? Is that I think people, especially again, a wedding reception example, people might hear Glory of Love and know, like, oh, this is Peter Cetera. He was in Chicago, but I don't know that everybody would get. To, it was the theme from Karate Kid 2. You know, like some people might. I think you'd be about half and half. But I think 90% of people would know that Don't You was from Breakfast Club. Right. So yeah, they're,
0: they're, they're not as connected. It out. They're not as connected. I, I yeah. definitely agree with that. So, yeah, I think, you know, even though, I mean, Glory of Love gets a point on critical reception. I think in the end, um, Don't You Forget About Me wins this one in kind of a runaway, but you know, again, they were the top seed in the Anthem division. So that's what we would expect. So I think we're going to say they move on here. Okay. Uh, I think so. So there we go. That's our second battle in the Anthem division. Next week, we're going to move on to our second division in the battle tournament. This one we call the name of the movie. Okay. So four songs that are, you know, named after the movie that they're featured in and, and, Uh, Next week, we're going to focus strictly on feet, namely our top seed Footloose (laughs) uh, taking on a movie about running, Chariots of Fire. So think about that one. Tell us what you all think on social media at Super Awesome Mix and come back next week to hear Jen and I talk all about it.